Hello everyone, welcome back to The Crown IRL, showing you the crown working in real life through the women who wear them. I'm Shelby Lentz, your current Miss Southwest Michigan. Welcome everyone to episode 33. I'm actually really excited to do something different. This episode, we're actually going to have a woman come on and talk about her pageant website as a resource for you to use. It's a little different from our traditional title holders coming on and talking, but Katie actually has been in pageant land herself back in the day and is now using her passions for the industry and just many different organizations to help women who are competing. We are joined by Katie Steen. Katie Steen of Watkins, Iowa is a wife, mom of two boys, meeting expert, lover of cowboy boots, and a queen aficionado. She is a former state title holder, a pageant coordinator of more than 12 years, coach, judge, and agriculture advocate, and enjoys helping youth be the best versions of themselves. Through Katie's professional and personal career, she saw a need to connect those in the pageant industry, hence how Queen Connection was born. QueenConnection.net is the leading platform for all types of queens, whether it be pageants, rodeo queens, or anything in between. It is a resource of all types for all types of coaches based on location, budget, or expertise. They are a platform for coordinators to find judges, contestants to find events, and an outlet to discover reputable businesses in the queen industry and how that will help take you to the next level. For more information or to connect, contact Katie at katie at queenconnection.net and make sure to follow Queen Connection on Facebook and Instagram. And as always, I will link all of that in our show notes below. Without further ado, here is Miss Katie Steen. It's so nice to meet you. Thank you for taking the time to share your story with us. Well, I appreciate you taking my email and... Yeah, just seeing where this goes. And I apologize for getting the time a little, no, a little off okay. there too. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't still at work and you were waiting for me. No, <laughs> nope. That was me. That was me. It's really hard with everyone being in different time zones. So I uh-huh. try my best to double check, but sometimes it's a little off. So it's all hard. good. Thank you. Awesome. You look beautiful, by the way. Oh, thank you. I like, you know, put on like real clothes today. It's wonderful. <laughs> no, it's hard. I work from home bi-weekly. So the weeks I work from home, I don't really want to get dressed if I'm being honest. I know. No, you're great. Like, again, I am just so appreciative that you took my email and was open to talking because I think it just makes sense. Like my story and your platform yeah. and all of that. So I'm so happy. Well, and- I'm excited to hear about it. Yeah, and I am uh, I'm missing your um your exercise bike in the background. <laughs> I love that usually. I've seen oh, that in other sh- videos. I'm serious. So I have a boxing bag now. So nice. I have the bike all the way over there and I had to push it. This is an office and a gym. It's yep. kind of, you know. <laughs> so yeah, I pushed her away. Love that. <laughs> love that. All right. Well, we'll get rocking and rolling. Okay. All right. Make sure. Okay. I'm good. I had lipstick on my teeth one interview the whole time and no one said anything and I was mortified. (laughs) (laughs) Dang them. I know. It's fine. fine. All right. I am here with Katie Stein. Steen. Steen. You said Steen? It's all good. Okay. (laughs) 
This is the beauty of it. I edited it out. All right. (laughs) I am here with Katie Steen. Hi, Katie. Hi. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to have you. Well, first of all, tell us where you're joining us from. Sure. I live in balmy Iowa right now, Eastern Iowa. (laughs) And how long have you lived there? Sure. I actually grew up in Iowa, um, Northeast Iowa. Yep. Uh, You know, I was one of those girls growing up that's like, I want to, when I get old enough, I'm going to get away from here and and grow. And anyway, long story short, I ended up even going to college here in Iowa um, at a community (laughs) college and then went to Iowa State University in Ames for my last two years. So I'm an Iowa girl through and through. And what did you study in college? I ask all the candidates. Yeah, absolutely. So I went to school for broadcast journalism. Mm. Yes. And um, that's not where I ended up, but I'm glad I did it. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of times you realize that even if there is a degree or a class that you took that you don't necessarily use, there's still, there's still things that you can apply to other aspects of your life and tools you can put in your Mm -hmm. toolbox. Absolutely. Yes. And actually, yeah, I mean, really, you know, it's, it's really all about that resume and what you put on yeah. it and all, you know, all your um, internships and things like that. And that's what's led me to where I'm at in my life now. Yeah. So pageants, were you involved in pageants growing up? What got you into them? Yeah. Oh, great question. So it probably starts when I was little, I actually, um, it might sound stereotypical. I actually did grow up on a farm, although that's really rare. Um, there's not many kids. I was, I went to a small school and I was one of maybe two kids that grew up on a farm. Um, but anyway, long story short, um, I grew up doing more egg type pageants cause that's what was around me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also grew up with livestock, um, obviously really heavy into agriculture. So I did a lot of like cowgirl queen contests and county fair type pageants yep. and things like that. So I did, I started, um, I started probably when I was getting into that middle school age. Um, But, you know, I was one of those kids that was super shy growing up. And that was really the last thing I wanted to do. But honestly, it was what I needed to do. So. So what what got you on the stage then? If you were so shy, did someone say, hey, you know, Katie, I think you'd really like this. Such a good question. I always looked (laughs) up. I, you know, I love watching queen contests. Love, love, love. I mean, I was the girl that never missed a Miss America um, live broadcast. And, um, once I got old enough, I, well, I was really involved with showing horses actually. And then, um, I got into rodeoing. I had a couple of older siblings that got big into that and professional rodeoed. Yeah. So I professionally, yeah. Getting paid for it. I mean, they tried (laughs) specifically a brother that got into it big time. Yeah. That's so so cool. cool. Yeah. So I, I kind of followed in their footsteps. I was the youngest of five kids. So I was the last one to go through those things and, and see what to do and not to do and all those things. Right. Um, so I started getting really, um, active into high school rodeo, mm-hmm. um, which a lot of States have that. And they had a cowgirl, you know, queen contest, rodeo queen contest. And, um, I knew that I needed to push myself. You know, again, I was one of those girls that, especially in that really awkward 12, 13 year old age, that age sucks. I don't know anyone who says they love it. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, I knew that, uh, you know, I can't go through life being shy to talk to people. And I also knew that I wanted to, um, you know, learn how to interview better 
and learn yeah. how to write speeches better. And so, it, you know, it was just kind of persistence and, and seeing other people do it. And I thought that was really cool. So I really got into that. And then, yeah, I guess my first big, bigger title was um, that Iowa High School Rodeo Queen. I ended up getting that when I was a sophomore in high school. And that's kind of what gave me the bug. What was your last title? How old were you did your very last pageant? So I kept going down the rodeo queen route because mm-hmm. that was my passion. And again, that's just what I grew up doing um, right. with agriculture and horses and had that background. So then I ended up running for Miss Rodeo Iowa when I was in college. And uh, I'm kind of a, a neat case study that way. And a lot of times girls can uh, relate so, you know, I won a state pageant. I ran for another one, obviously, with Miss Rodeo Iowa. And the first time I ran, I got first runner-up. And I had enough gumption to try it again. And I got first runner-up again. Oh, no. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, a lot of girls can probably sympathize, right? Like, yep. you get the highs and you get the lows running. You Just because you win one state pageant doesn't mean you're going to win another one. And um, I learned... I learned so much. I mean, I could probably write a book on all the things that I learned. And obviously going back now, I would have done a lot of things different, but I've been on both ends. But that's the beauty of it. And every single person I talk to that's been involved in any type of pageant organization is the things that you take after you give up your crown. Because at some point, well, you don't, you don't have to physically give it up. I've been asked that before. Do you have to give it back or no, you don't, (laughs) you can't wear it after your reign is over. So Yes, you're taking off your crown and it's what can you take into your next chapter of life that this organization has given you. And that's the gift that keeps on giving because you get to have that the rest of your life. Yeah, and and that's really why I, you know, ran over again mm-hmm. um, is because I, I was seeing the fruits of those labors, right? You know, I, um, you know, and especially now looking back as an adult, um, Every job, every internship, honestly, I mean, I could give you specific instances that I have had is because of my pageant experiences, you know? Um, And now I help other girls do that and help them learn. And I know from a coordinator standpoint, um, I also am a queen coordinator for that same pageant, Iowa High School Rodeo Association Mm -hmm. pageant. I've done that for about 13 years now. And it's sometimes a struggle to get girls to run. And I think a lot of, a lot of people can um, hear me out on that. Um, a lot of coordinators out there is just encouraging those girls to run. And if they would know, on, I mean, you, you, we hear it a lot. We all say it. You know, the skills you learn will take you on forever. Mm-hmm. Guys, I'm serious. It's so true. And I'm not, and I don't forget it. Um, you know, I, I learned how to walk into an interview room and and sit down and I learned how to answer those questions properly and where to put my hands and where to put my feet. And I stood out from the crowd because I did pageants and yeah. pageants are the reasons why I got the jobs that I did. Yeah, that's a hundred percent accurate. I got, I mean, I've only been at it. Well, I almost said two years. I just realized yeah. that it's now been um, three years since I've been yeah. out of college. Not that yeah. that's long, but it's just hard for me to yeah. put, wrap my brain around that. But when I got my first and now my current job after, after college, uh, I really 100% believe it was because of competing in the Miss America organization because from the time I was 15 until now, almost 25, I've had to go into interviews 
multiple times. I've done, I don't know how many mock interviews and you just get to the point where my butterflies, the anxiety never goes away, which is probably good. Cause if it's completely gone, you're supernatural. Good for you. <laughs> I'm not no. one of those people. <laughs> no, I'm not either though. Okay, good. No, just, there's so much unknown. And mm-hmm. obviously you almost never hear horror stories, but you want to have the best interview. So you put a lot of pressure on yourself when it means a lot, but yeah, I mean, I think I would be a completely different person if I had not had 10 years to work up interview skills before, and not even just job interviews. If you are doing, you know, just one-on-one with someone like we're doing now, or maybe you're talking to someone at the news about your platform, your social impact, or you're talking to someone in the community. Communication is something that you really need to have good grasp on. And I really think that there's, you know, still a lot of stigma. Why, why do girls compete in these pageants? But pad, that's not a dirty word. And I, I really wish that people would see behind the curtain what we do because we're not just, you know, dumb little bimbos. Like they try to make it out to be not at all. No. Oh my goodness. No. And, and if, at the very least, you think of it like this, it is something to put on your resume that I'm guaranteeing in that next interview you go through, um, whether it be for an internship or a job down the road, they're going to ask you about, and you're going to have some really cool things to talk about. And I think as you move through your life uh, that you, you learn more and more, you know, what makes you stand out from the crowd? We all have something. Everybody does. Um, whether it's a personal story or the path that you took to get there, um, you, everyone is extremely special, honestly, in their own way. And so, um, you know, having that you, you ran for a pageant or you got a crown, that's pretty cool. And you could talk about that experience and what that meant to you. And, um, and then, and then always too, I mean, we're, we were talking about interviews there, but whether it be like an interview or on stage is, um, you know, relate that back to the organization that you're running from. And even when you're running for obviously a pageant, you know, those things on those resumes and, um, you know, what did that do for you as a person for when you ran? Um, what kind of skills did you learn? And then how will that then relate to that job, whether it be a crown or be an office job, um, how it's going to make you better as a person? And I love that, you know, you can tell how passionate you are about all of your experience in the, in the pageant world. And a lot of us, I know myself, I love, I, I, you were saying that, you know, you grew up in this specific organization. So that's what you grew up competing in. And I would say the same thing for me. Someone asked me recently about the difference between all these different, like Miss America, Miss Universe, the Mrs. Americas. And I was trying to explain how they're all different. And so she goes, oh, well, so when you're done with Miss America, are you going to do the Mrs. and all this? And I was like, you know, I'm not against any of that. But for me, it's just always just been Miss America because that's what I grew up watching with my mom. My mom ended up, you know, competing and volunteering. And so that was just what I was saturated with growing up. So it wasn't even a matter of, you know, pageants per se. It was the fact that Miss America just like had such a place in my heart that I wanted to give it a try. So I said, no, once I'm done with this, I'm done. But I wouldn't, you know, say that I wouldn't want to give back or volunteer in some capacity. And that sounds like you've been able with your um, program, which I'd love for you to talk about. You're able to do that now. So, I mean, absolutely. hundred percent. I can relate to you. So, um, 
you know, sometimes when you, after you're done with that specific pageant or you're done with your title, it's kind of like, now what, you know, and mm-hmm. um, a lot of girls like to keep on going and seeing what other type of organizations they can run for. Um, or others think, you know, this is kind of the end of my path right now. I mean, I'm being led in a different direction or I have different interests I want to pursue. And all of those answers are perfect. You know, you do whatever you got to do and want to do just because you're a pageant girl one day, it doesn't mean that you got to keep continue to running if that's not what you want to do. But, um, so I, you know, kind of did that too. Once I got out of running, I decided, I think I'm going to go through and do some different avenues. Um, but I've always had that passion to help other girls and give them that opportunity that I had, um, whether they can financially afford it or not, whether they have the family background or knowledge to pursue it. Um, a lot of girls like you had mentioned may have just seen it on TV, but didn't have a mom or didn't have someone in their family that was super involved or even knew how to get involved. Um, and Another aspect that I learned throughout the years is I judge a lot of different types of pageants, mm-hmm. um, not just on the Rodeo Queen world, but a lot of different scholarship beauty pageants. Um, yeah. you, you call it what you would like. But anyway, um, there's similarities across the board. You know, they, you all have those main aspects. You all have the public speaking, the interview skills, some type of modeling, um, an education portion, et cetera. And so with that, um, I started a new platform called Queen Connection and it absolutely is just 100% giving back. I am not at it to make money. (laughs) I am just trying to give those tools and connections to girls um, that don't have it already. Um, So whether you are interested in just running for your county fair queen or, you know, going through the Miss America, um, you know, platforms, et cetera, rodeo queens, you name it. Um, there's kind of like a, you know, one-stop shop if you want to find a coach, if you want to find, if you're a coordinator, you want to find a judge, if you are looking for um, a respectable place to find, you know, your pageant attire, wardrobe. Um, there's so many times I've heard horror stories of girls. Now it's so much easier, right? <laughs> different Facebook pages, but, you know, girls getting taken advantage of with their money, you know, yeah. saying, you know, well, yeah. you know, unfortunately it happens. Um, and so I'm trying to do everything I can to guide girls in the right direction and work with the people who are um, as reputable um, as can be. And then the same thing with on the coaches and judges side, sometimes you just need someone local. Sometimes you need to find someone within a, a dry, you know, a, an hour's drive or someone who's just going to, they don't want even, you know, any money for it, but they would be willing to help you and help give back. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of twofold, right? It's for girls like you and me who have been there, done that and want to do something to give back. Um, I am always so honored when someone calls me or connects with me and is like, Hey, I know you used to do this. Could you help me? Yes. Come on over or let's set up a phone call. I'd love to just do a mock interview with you, or maybe just give you some tips on how to give back. I don't want a dime from it. I just want to help you because I know what it's going to mean to you as you get older and the skills you're going to get when you do it. So that's why I started the platform. Yeah. And it, a lot of times it does take someone else believing in you first and seeing yep. something in you you don't see in yourself. Because just like you were saying a couple moments ago, when you're at that tween slash teenage years, 
Most of us don't have very high self-esteem. We don't know who we are. Um, Some of us are still trying to figure that out well into adulthood. Absolutely. Still am. (laughs) So if you are telling a young girl, hey, I see something in you. Mm -hmm. I want to help you. Well, then then they start getting, you know, really, well, what would that look like? And they're intrigued. Mm -hmm. You've sparked their interest. How can I do this? And Really, if if you have someone who's looking at you on the outside, it I don't know. There's so many times where I I limit myself until someone else says I see this in you, and actually it was through being a title holder in Miss America because I was out um, advocating for my platform, and someone said I really think you should start a nonprofit for it. And again, this was a moment where I literally looked at this person. I'd only had, I think, like two missed titles at this point. I was still fairly young, 19, 20. And I said, why? Why would I start? Like, I I can't do that. I started listing a million reasons why I could not do this. And he said, no, seriously, I've seen what you do with your titles and being at Miss Michigan. And I want to help. Like, I'll I'll help you find an attorney. I'll help you do this. And I went, really? So he saw something in me I would have never seen in myself. And now I have a four-year nonprofit, four-year-old nonprofit. So it it took someone else seeing something in me. Same thing with competing. My mom was the one who said, you should get up on stage. 15-year-old Shelby said, come again, not happening. (laughs) No. And she said, well, you know, it's Miss, we grew up watching Miss Michigan and Miss America. There's talent in this competition. So you can sing. And I went, all right, as long as I can sing, I'll, I'll go up on the stage, not expecting anything. And then I won my team title that year. So it, every time that something transformative has happened in my life, or I think a lot of our lives, it starts with someone else on the outside saying, I believe in you and I want to nurture you. Yes, 100%. And I came from a family, I had really supportive brothers and sisters. And I had, um, you know, parents who would get me from point A to B. I mean, I was super mm-hmm. involved with sports and everything like that, but that was kind of the extent, you know, I mean, I, I knew someone, I mean, I, I knew a girl who knew a girl who used to take modeling lessons. Like, I mean, that's just like how that worked back in the day. Um, and I mean, I had parents that again would take me where I needed to be, but they didn't have, um, maybe, you know, the knowledge or the passion that I kind of had deep in me that I didn't know I had. So, um, you know, again, I just want to help make those connections for people so they can be better versions of themselves. That sounds so cliche. It really it's true. It's, no, it's, it's so true. true. You mean like, and looking, you know, thinking back when I was in that awkward middle school stage or even a little bit before, like I would never think I'm the woman or I would be the woman that I am now, someone who's a little bit more confident. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can get on this, you know, the zoom with you and talk with you like this about a passion of mine. So Anything I can do to help someone else, I'm all about it. I love it. So if someone were to go to your website, what would be um, some key items that you tell them to look out for that you're super excited about? Yeah. Well, so we are still in the infancies of the website, really, but we are just growing by leaps and bounds. I'm so excited. So we launched in September. And um, so right now we are still in the midst of filling that site Mm -hmm. with different coaches and judges, but we still got... um, a nice plethora there already of people ready to lend a helping hand in and help out. And it's all over the board from people who make a full-time business out of coaching or judging or whatever it may be all the way down to, um, 
you know, someone more local, perhaps in your neck of the woods that has been there, done that, or had a daughter that ran, but still has the knowledge and has been through all the coaching lessons you could ever imagine. Um, so all over the board. So that's, what's really fun. So you can, you can find coaches or judges based on the type of pageant you are looking for, or maybe you're looking for just a specialty, you know, something or someone to help you out with your, your resume or maybe I need some help with my speech, or I do need some tweaks to my my walk. I know I do. So you can filter based off of that. Um, and then you could also um, find uh, upcoming pageants and clinics. And then of course, businesses that might be able to help you out. So just kind of a little bit of everything. That's so exciting. I didn't realize how new it was. It's quite new. Yes. So I am so excited to... Um, Feel free to help spread the word, anybody that listens to it, of course. And again, it's a free platform, which is even better. Um, So use it, use it how you want to and spread the word on it. Yes. All of our pageant ladies. And also it sounds like if you have any type of expertise that you'd like to showcase on the website to also reach out to you. Absolutely. Yeah. Love to have you. Okay. I have one final question that I have to ask you because I always ask the concluding questions and, um, I have to ask, why would you say that pageantry is still relevant even today in 2022? I think it's more relevant than ever. Um, especially with how easy it is to tell your story, to tell your platform, to educate, um, on what you want to educate on with, with social media. It's, there's no better time than now to get involved with pageants, whether to run or to give back. Um, and in terms of relevancy, I mean, what a cool way to tell our story right now, right? What a cool way for a title holder to talk about who they represent and why they represent. Um, I didn't have those opportunities 20 years ago. You know, we didn't, we didn't have Facebook then. How ridiculous <laughs> is that? I am so old. But um, it's more relevant than, other, than ever to tell our story and why we're doing it and be proud to, um, to wear that crown. I love it. Guys, go check out Katie at Queen Connection. And I will, of course, tag in everything and leave the link to your website in our show notes. I love that. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you so much for listening to The Crown IRL. Follow us on socials at The Crown IRL and be sure to tag us in your story. You can follow me at Shelby underscore Lentz or at Miss Southwest Michigan. See you in the next one.